Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, episode 60. The importance of low intensity training. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, episode 60. The importance of low intensity training. Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes. Going slow to go fast. Fully correct, Doug. And, and before the podcast, we were just talking about that because you had your own experience over the weekend that we, we might delve into a bit more. But uh, it, it is such a, a um, <clears throat> let me not use the word, mind uh, screws with the mind. <laughs> That, that we, haven't got one of those, but we haven't got the beat button, so yeah. yes, it messes with the mind. <laughs> yeah, the idea of go, that going slow is actually really beneficial. I know it really, really is hard to grasp. It, it just logically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But hopefully, some of the things we talk about today will will help that. Superb. Look forward to that. Um, before we jump in, though, good good to see you. Uh, we're still doing this from uh, separate locations, um, yep. but yeah. Swim Squad. We're back at Swim Squad. If we just do a bit of a bit of a brief about what has been, has been going on. Oh, it's great. Squads are back. Swimming, running on Saturdays. We're still doing Tuesday trainer Zoom sessions because we we had those already set up and going first. But I think uh, what what's your feeling that um, I'm thinking people are loving being back out there and being able to get together and and do more of these things. Yeah, it's it's an individual sport that really benefits from. The, you know the camaraderie and the getting together and the squad thing mm. for, for for most of us um so yeah it was superb to to see people on on saturday you know everyone stood around two meters apart and then getting into groups and endeavoring to run with gaps um in in, in groups of i think there were sort of six or seven people in each group um yeah. just just great to see everyone and yeah there's nothing beats getting out there and a bit of banter yeah, and it still is a bit weird in some ways, the setup of the pool and um, having to remember to stay a bit further away when we're running and those things. But uh, yeah, so good to be back out there together making it happen. Yeah, and uh, everybody knows about the levels and as long as they'll just keep trucking along and they'll change and we'll make adjustments and uh, who knows, we might be back to normal at some point. Wow, that that would be quite unusual now, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Have you, you know, people in the squad feedback with you? The people are glad to be back at it. Yeah, yeah. Just the catch-ups I've done. Certainly, hearing that, just the the camaraderie of being back together, and that there were some people who were having kind of down patches. Understandable when you're stuck at home on your own um, yeah. or with limited contact. So, yeah, certainly it's a real lift um, as we go into winter to. Uh, to, to just have that motivation to come along to squad sessions with other people rather than having to trudge on doing your own thing. Yeah, long may it continue. And uh, as yeah. long as the weather's, uh, you know, like it was last Saturday, every Saturday, we'll, oh. be, uh, we'll be loving it. It was just, uh, it was a Wellington on a good day. Winter and spring to come, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, superb. So you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the topic for discussion is low intensity training. You and I had a bit of a chat about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and some of the, the challenges, which seems bizarre, the challenge of <laughs> low intensity training. Definitely. Um, but, you know, before we jump into that, you know, what is it specifically? You know, if you're going to, if you're going to give me a, a definition of low intensity training, what, what are we talking about? At, at its most basic, 
Um, the, the cue I like to use is that you can breathe through the nose while you are running or riding, not so much swimming. That gets a bit hard. Um, but that, that's kind of very roughly what the break point is between low intensity and medium higher intensities. And the, 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 the reason that this is really important is that actually low intensity training is hugely, hugely beneficial. Um, in, in a lot of people's minds, there, there is the idea that if we're not going hard, if we're not feeling like it's challenging, then we're not getting anything out of it. And I, I certainly do understand that because there are those times when you have those hard sessions and you get a real buzz from it. You, you, you feel good from having worked hard. But the problem is that works, going hard all the time, works only certain energy systems. And there's other energy systems, processes, things going on in the body that you only get with easier training. And so if we want to be well-rounded athletes, um, reaching our full capabilities, we do need to train across all of these different ranges of intensities. So I, I made a change uh, just this, this season about the naming of the zones. And, and now that we have low, medium, and high, just three of them, and then the people with heart rate monitors, power meters, we can kind of zoom in on more particular sections of those. But that's by doing changing those names, it has made a number of people think a bit more carefully about what they're doing. Um, simplified, three zones is easier to get your head around than five. Yeah. And, and understanding where those break points are between them. Um, it's generated a lot of discussions with between me and, and some of the people I'm coaching. So it seemed like a really good opportunity to talk about this to everyone via the podcast. Yeah. And you, you'd call this, I suppose, the endurance zone. Is it? It's, yeah. it's kind of where you, well, you can't go forever, but you could go for quite a while relatively comfortable, comfortably. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because, because there is low stress on the body at that time. Yeah. And when you have low stress on the body, you can do a lot of it. You can recover more quickly and easily from it. And there are, uh, there are some absolute health benefits of doing that as well. Because uh, talking about low stress, you think about we have stress from work, from families, from other forms of training. So if we're constantly heaping more and more stress on the body, there's, in my mind, that just can't be healthy. Mm. So having, having times when we are specifically taking it easier to let the body, to, to not add additional stress to the body, but work on some systems behind the scenes that help us to be faster and stronger and better in the long term, huge, huge benefits in that. Yeah. So you're building load, you're putting load through the body, but in a way that it's highly, un, it's, it's, sorry, highly unlikely would be <laughs> incorrect. I'll get in all sorts of trouble. It is less likely to, to break. Yeah, that's right. Damage. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we see this particularly with running that um, for, particularly from a triathlon sense, the far majority of our running that we do is low intensity with just some, some harder sessions. Um, but, but then again, you go to elite level runners who are running 100 miles plus per week. And you think when you're running that much, there is no way you can be going hard all the time. That, that you have to have that low intensity as well to balance things out and make sure that you're not breaking. Yeah. So, it, you know, finger in the air, what sort of percentage of 
low intensity stuff would you would you recommend or, or you know on average so there's a uh, a school of thought and in fact there's a bunch of uh training plans and books being written by people around the 80 20 principle right. saying low intensity should be 80 percent of your training and and i've had a look back at various times at the training i've done and um others that i've coached and it's not it's not exactly that but it's it's actually it's reasonably close yeah um, and and so we think 80 percent. well that's actually a lot of the time um, and, and it's really important to be clear that when we're talking about low intensity we're not talking about just out for a stroll or a recovery level ride there's still constant constant motion and a and, and a really smooth comfortable effort but not feeling like you're working hard yeah and, and, and as we've we've talked about the tests that we do and whether it be the 5k tt for running or ftp test for for the bike yeah as you say there there are zones there is a whether it be a heart rate or a power zone or a pace zone yeah that is your low intensity and it's not uh you know it's not pin it's not a pinpoint it's actually quite a broad zone so yeah that's know, right can, yeah but you know we've done the the testing and, and so forth so that we know we are in that low zone and, and even for the people who aren't using the technology just the cue of close your mouth breathe through your nose and not just for a couple of breaths but for minutes for a long period on end if you can do that then you are you're in your low intensity zone okay we might talk a little bit later about the the, the mental aspect of going slow <laughs> because yeah. that, that that is a challenge for, for many um but clearly you know, if you're doing that 80% of the time, 20% of the time, you're going to be doing something that's a bit, a bit more challenging. <laughs> yeah. And the way I see it is that, um, that low intensity training, 80% of your time, it actually gets you 80% the way there in terms of your performance. If, if you did nothing but low intensity training, you're actually going to be reasonably well able to do an event. You, you won't be reaching your peak potential but you'll be able to go and do it still pretty pretty bloody well and that's that's certainly what we see with again very elite athletes when they're in their off season or um, not not being at race fitness training they can still go out and they can bang out incredibly fast hard races and, and be able to do them very very well because they have that huge huge base of low intensity training that they've done they've accumulated year after year I was actually going to use myself as an example, Gerard, and it's purely coincidental that it's just after you've talked about elite athletes. So <laughs> I, I, I put you there. I'll put you in the same bucket. <laughs> well, no, you just talking about that. I um, hadn't really thought about it, but, you know, I set a, a, a personal best for the 70.3 in December. Um, but through January and February, I actually had an injury. Mm. So was only able to run at low intensity. Yep. There was none of the, 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 you know, the, the efforts at, uh, at faster. There was very little hill stuff. It was just about volume and just holding it together. Um, and then turned up to the 70.3 in March. And mm. my runtime was, I think, within about eight seconds yep. of what I'd done in December. I got another PB, um, which was great. So, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. But there's a, I, I am a... a, a a one, a per, not a perfect, I'd never use the word perfect about me. I'm a good example of actually having only done low intensity. I was mm. still able to, you know, on the day, put a, put a decent, well, 
a really good run in me. Now, it's a really good point to that because in the triathlon sense, we're also doing harder training. You might not have been in the run, but you were in the bike and the swim. And those flow over to your running as well. Mm. So, so that's why it's so important that we don't think of triathlon in individual buckets of I must do this for my running. It's yeah. actually you can, you can get some good benefits for your running by doing harder training on the bike. Yeah. Somewhat to the other degree as well, that these things do all intertwine because we are doing the one sport of triathlon. Yeah, I'm almost selling it to myself because it, it does take some convincing. It yeah, takes yeah, some convincing yeah. to, um, particularly people who can go fast, to actually yes. tell them to go slow. And, and then on the other hand, though, there are the, the newer athletes, people who are newer to the sport or maybe haven't done a lot of training over time. They often have one gear when they start. They've only got one speed that they can go at. And so even for those people, it's really important that you start working on developing a range of intensities because that will really extend your abilities. So, for example, the, a lot of the, the early base training that we do, I like to keep it very, very extreme of either low intensity or very, very short bursts of very high intensity because we, yeah, we work on those extremes and then slowly bring it together over time. Yeah. Um, you've, you've talked a bit about the benefits, mm. but, you know, so it, not a summary of the benefits, but, you know, if we're going to be, if you're going to be telling us to do this low intensity stuff, we, we need to be sold. So, yeah. yep. so okay. you've, you've talked about the, the, the low stress level it puts on, on the body and, and probably on the mind as well, because so those hard sessions are a bit of a, they mess with the mind a bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, low stress is, is clearly one of the things. Definitely. So, so big benefit is low stress on the body. So you can do it. And in fact, it will, in a lot of situations, it will help your body to recover from either other training or other life stresses. Of course, a six-hour low-intensity ride is probably never going to be considered recovery-inducing. Um, but, but that's why filling in a training plan with small amounts of... Uh, some extra runs, if you're durable enough to handle them, some extra low intensity runs, fantastic. Bit of extra riding time, fantastic. It, it, it does build that base, but it helps you recover from other training too. Yeah. Is it also, is there, you talk, back in the day, people talked about sort of the fat burning, mm. you know, pace or heart rate before there was all the technology. Yep. Is this, this is going to obviously take energy in a way that's possibly beneficial in that way? Definitely. And if we, if we take a bunch of people and stick them in a lab and t do some testing, the, the rate and the levels at which they burn fat is going to be quite different to each person. But on the whole, in your low intensity zone is the, is the zone where you burn the most fat. Yep. So if you can spend a lot of time getting your body um, efficient at burning fat and at the low intensity zone, you also primarily use oxygen. Those two things, fat and oxygen, turning those into energy for the body, that is hugely efficient in the long term, hugely so. And yeah. that's, that's really underrated by people because you don't feel it. It's an invisible process going on within the body. And that's why some of those low intensity rides early in the season, you talk about not having any any you know fuel just just water in your water bottles yeah very you know not a lot of uh, nutrition because in theory 
a two-hour ride should be at low intensity, should be well achievable just right. on what you had for breakfast and water. Yeah, the, the, probably the um, thing to be aware of that is if the, you're someone who eats a super high carbohydrate diet all the time, then your body is not going to be, is going to always try and burn carbohydrate first. It'll always be looking for that. Yeah. Um, let's not get into the details of uh, debating diets and things, but recognize that that, that is something that impacts as well. So we, we can't say there's a blanket rule for everyone, but generally in the lower intensity zone, you burn more fat and become more efficient at doing that. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing it goes without, uh, you don't need to be a science scientist to figure this out, but you know, if your heart rate's lower, you can go long, you know, you can go further for longer. And if you're frequently training your body to be able to go for a long time with a low heart rate, that's all about efficiency. If you can keep that heart rate lower for longer, then when you're working harder, your body's going to say, oh, I can do a lot more of this with my low, low intensity energy system. It's, It's not going to need to immediately spike up into your high intensity all the time. And if it's going to make up 80% or so of your training, so, so when, do we, when do we use it? Is it, is it front-loaded to the beginning of the season or does it exist all through all programs? Good question. Definitely throughout the season. Uh, in fact, both of those. We, we do certainly um, start with more of it at the beginning of a season. If you think about it, if you're coming back from either having just done a peak event or you've had a period of time off training, we want to give the body a chance to work back into it at a really safe level and remind it how to do all of those efficiency kind of things rather than hammering it straight away. So early in the season, as we're building up, definitely a lot of it at that stage, but it does stay throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, And probably quite important when you've got those, as you move into some of the harder sessions, those low intensity sessions become even more important because they are, I don't know, active recovery. That's Just, it. Uh, you know, you're still training, keeping the body ticking over, but you're, you're not, you're not putting more layers and layers of stress on it. Yeah. And, and look, there's, there's certainly, I recognize the difference that some people have a lot of time to train. Some people have less time to train. So there is that, that like we talked about 80, 20 ratio, that doesn't apply in all situations all the time. If you've only got six hours a week to train for a half Ironman, well, doing 80% of it low intensity doesn't really go that far when you've only got six hours across swim, bike and run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are trade-offs to be made, but, but it's certainly I, I do see even people who are training less often just rush into the training a bit too, too hard too early on. So I think for everyone starting out and just reminding the body to be efficient before you start pushing it hard is so, so valuable. Yeah. No, no, understood. Um, um, so, you know, we've talked a little bit about percentages and heart rate and this, that, the next thing, you know, if, yeah. if, from a, uh, a definition perspective, you know, what is low intensity outside of the uh, breathing through your nose? <laughs> okay. So I mentioned before putting, getting into a lab, you can actually be tested there to figure out where it is for you. Um, and the, the term that you'll hear around it is the aerobic threshold. So we've, we've probably all heard about the anaerobic or lactic threshold, lactate threshold, which is kind of a, a break point between your medium and your high intensities. Your aerobic threshold is 
at your lower intensity, aerobic using oxygen, primarily yep. using oxygen. So that's the name of it that you would find from lab testing. But we can't all go into the lab. So the, the gurus have worked out that if you're using a power meter, then your most people are going to be low intensity is between 55 and 75% of FTP. Um, if, if you're doing it by heart rate, um, you probably hear a lot of talk about zone two heart rate training. Um, that's, that's kind of a equivalent to that. Uh, so for people in our squad, we do tests every now and again, and we can calculate all of these things from those tests. But for people who are doing it just by feel or not working to our zones, again, low intensity, you can breathe through the nose. Yeah, that sort of perceived effort, the, the old school. Yeah. Um, and just back to the, on the FTP, you know, 55 to 75%, it's, you know, it's quite a, a range. Yeah, it um, is. And I, I think people need to, because I'm guilty of this, you, you can't just be looking at the number all the time. Totally. Um, sometimes when you're out there, get a feel for what, you know, 65% is like, and then, then just, and almost take that as a perceived effort. And then off yeah. you go. If you keep looking at the numbers, every time you go around a corner, it's going to plummet. Every time you go on a, up a slight rise or the road surface changes, it's yeah. going to go up and it can be a bit of a um, mind, you know what, that you alluded to earlier. Yeah, you, you, look, you, you're not trying to micromanage it every single moment that you're out there. Like, like you said, what you said is perfect, that you're using this other data to help you learn the feeling and just be consistent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and look, that, that consistency is so important that when we are doing low intensity training, because if you, if you ride it that low intensity for a while and then you see, oh, there's, there's someone up ahead, I'll just go catch them and put in a big, big burst to go catch them. Well, all of a sudden you've delved into your medium, maybe your high intensity zones. And that's going to activate different energy systems, create different things going on in the body. And then your body's got to deal with and process all of the, the result of that before it can get back into getting the benefits of that low intensity training. So, so it's about consistency at, yeah. that, at that low intensity. Yeah, yeah. too right. Which is, which is not always that easy to do. Look, no, you're absolutely right. Um, even if you're training on your own, it's easy just to drift off and, um, and, and just the, the incline changes or um, there's a bit more of a headwind and you find yourself been working harder for a while. But, mm. um, but it, when you're on your own, it's, you've got the choice of controlling it. Um, groups, I know, make it much, much harder because there is a range of abilities in a group. So even if the faster people are on the front of a, a bike bunch, the slower people are getting a draft, they may still be working too hard or someone sitting in the middle of the bunch might actually be working too easy. They're not getting yeah. that consistency. And I've certainly experienced that the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm not sure whether two people is a group or four people <laughs> is a group. Probably is just. Well, well we should ask the government about that. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> gatherings. But it is, they were, you know, they were supposed to be two hour low intensity rides and certainly the, the, you know, the average power was, was above the levels that I really should have been on. Yeah. But it is that, you know, you're riding with people, you know, you're sharing the lead. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit tricky, probably a heck of a lot easier if you're on your own. Yeah. Um, but some of us don't want to be doing it on our own all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think that's so important is we're not just machines and, and we're not trying to be perfect all of the time but we're trying to be consistent over time and and certainly groups and training with other people does make that harder to do but if you 
if you can all come to a, an agreement, either conscious or, or subconscious, then um, you can just go, well, yeah, it, this is a level that we can just ride socially and talk and, and cruise along. There is no, there's no need to be pushing it. And in fact, yeah. if we do push it, maybe we're not going to be getting as much benefit as we should be out of the session. Yeah. No, understood. Um, slightly touchy subject, um, weight. And I'm thinking when you're running, if you're a bit overweight, you, you know, you've got a few lockdown kilos or whatever the case may be, mm. low intensity is going to be potentially could almost be a, a walk or a fast walk. Is yeah. that? Look, look, it is. Um, you imagine if, for, for anybody, if you went and strapped on a, a vest with another X number of kilos on it, and you had a look at your heart rate when you're running, your body simply has to move, has to work harder to move that weight. Mm. So people who are carrying more weight, it is difficult to get into that low intensity zone and spend much time there. But I think it's what, what it's really important is for, for those people in that situation, recognize, okay, if I'm, if I'm not consciously trying to pull it back, I'm always going to be working too hard. Yeah. Not going to be getting those benefits of um, fat and oxygen burning to become more efficient. Not going to be getting the benefits of the heart rate staying low and the body learning how to do that. Um, so yeah, it's there, there's no perfect or simple solution to that, but it is something to recognise, and it and it may even be that you have to decide. Well, actually, I will actually do a bit less running. A lot of people love running because they feel like that helps the weight fall off, but. Um, if, if you're trying to do a lot of running, carrying a lot of extra weight, there's really high risk of injury then as well. Yeah, and we talked about right at the beginning about minimizing the stress. The whole idea of low intensity is to minimize the stress on the body. Yeah. Um, got if you are carrying more than you should, uh, could, should, whatever. Um, yeah, I can imagine, you know, the joints, the ankles, the knees, the hips, everything's getting a bit of a, a bit more of a battering than it, than it needs to. Yeah. If you, if you can't be in the low intensity, which actually might be the walk, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and so for someone who is prepared to work at this long, time, long term, being ready to slow down to a walk or very, very close to it can actually be a lot more beneficial than trying to run all the time. Yeah, no, understood. Mm. You alluded to a high-carb diet when we were talking a little bit earlier about low-intensity training. Yeah. And does, does that, if someone does have a low, sorry, a high-carb diet, does that make it a bit harder to train in the low-intensity yeah, it, it does. Simply because um, carbohydrate is a is a fuel that your body can access and burn very quickly and easily. The the process of taking stored fat, converting it into energy, it's a bit slower. So if you get up in the morning and you smash wheat bix, um, wheat bix with fruit and kind of no real protein or fat to help balance it out then you hop on the bike, you're going to have that, that carbohydrate digesting going into the bloodstream. So the body will use that straight away. Whereas if you go and um, have say an omelet just on its own for breakfast, then you're going to be putting in a lot more protein and fat, very little carbohydrate. So the body's going to go, Oh, okay. Fats, fats, all I've got to use. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, there, there is a whole very, very religious debate around diets and, and, and all of these kind of things. Um, and I'm very middle of the road when it, when it comes to that. But I think I need to realize, rec just want to recognize someone who is on an extremely high carbohydrate diet 
the body's always going to use that preferentially. It's going to be harder to burn much fat. Yeah, understood. So we've kind of, we've covered a bunch of stuff. You've almost summarized as we've gone along, but you know, it, it is a tough sell to some people, the, the low intensity and the benefits and particularly the volume of low intensity that you've talked about 80%. It seems, yeah, you know, there'll be a few people thinking, surely not, geez, that's going to be a bit boring. Um, so, you know, if you were to throw two or three points at us to, to really hammer at home, what would they be? Okay. So the very first one has come back to low intensity is good for your health. Okay. Starting there, you think, okay, that's beneficial to me in the long term. It's good for my health and it's going to give me, take me 80% of the way there towards the performance that I'm after. So look, I'd be mad not to do plenty of this low intensity training. Um, secondly, low intensity, that the benefits of it accrue in the long term. We're not talking about just in a couple of weeks. We're talking about years and years worth of training. And I know that, again, that's difficult because people want to be fast now or for the next mm. event in 12 weeks' time. But professional athletes, they you look at Ironman, people are getting to be at their best in their late 30s because they have just simply accrued this training year after year after year. And, and the low intensity, it's a huge long-term work on, but huge long-term benefits as well. Mm. And certainly low intensity for a lot of people will feel too easy. And we know that you can go harder, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. If, you, if you're always going harder, you're going to miss out on a huge chunk of benefits that come from this low intensity training. No, I think, you know, that, that, I was going to say variability, but I, I totally get it. You know, you, you're, you're providing simple, slow, low intensity stuff to build that base. And yeah. then that 20% of the time you're, uh, I don't know, you're, you're shocking the body with some real harder efforts, but then back to low intensity to actively recover. Um, Cause if you're shocking the body with hard out sessions every day, yep. uh, you, you'd probably break <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need that variability and intensities to, to, to get all the benefits. Bingo. Thank you. You just wrapped it up nicely. Jeepers. Yeah, okay. Here we go. I'm out of a job again. <laughs> it has uh, been a pleasure as always. I'm sure there'll be people out there still not so convinced and will want to go up that hill super fast. But it's, uh, yeah, I think. Look, um, look if it, for anyone in that situation, Google slow down to speed up. You will find so many articles um, talking about different aspects of this, be it from the science or from whatever. But there is so much compelling information. Do, don't believe me? Go and believe the internet. Yeah. If it's on the internet, it must be true. That's right. Oh, said nobody. Um, thank you, Gerard. Look forward to uh, next time and uh, yeah, enjoy a, a low intensity week ahead. Fantastic. Thanks, Doug. Thanks.